And once you have that new set of knowledge, you have to act on it. Sitting on it is death. Don't die. Welcome to Mind the Words, where we break down quotes from famous or not so famous people. And our quote today for this episode is from the man himself on the $100 bill, Ben Franklin. He said, most people die at 25, but we just don't bury them until they're 70. So just a little context on Ben Franklin. He lived in the 1700s. His claim to fame was an inventor. He discovered lightning. He established the first public library. He invented glasses. He was an ambassador and one of the founding fathers of the U.S. And I'm not sure what the why he said this in particular i'm just gonna assume that because he was just saying that possibly people might not be doing meaningful things whereas back then during the revolution and this is my guess is that maybe a lot of people didn't want to revolt against the british and maybe he was just trying to get people on his side so maybe he was just saying to go against the status quo okay possibly so that's maybe the context. <laughs> I couldn't find anything on Google. But what right. I got from this and what I'm going to ask you, Ernest, right. is that life can mean different things to different people. Right. It could be happiness and relationships, could be professional success, could be giving back and helping, helping the community, could be learning or achieving new things. Do you think so far in your life, Ernest, that you continued to live life or, and continuing to live life? Or do you feel that you died? I definitely feel alive right now. Definitely feel alive. <laughs> well, you just um, got a kid, new kid. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Congrats. That does put things in perspective and make you feel even more alive. However, I feel like almost there was a rebirth more recently in the past maybe five or six years in the sense that I've started to open up new chapters of my life by opening up new books in my life. There's so much knowledge in the things that I'm reading and there's so many things that I wish I knew sooner um, as opposed to right now that I feel like I'm alive and I'm trying to find a new path. So yes, no, no, no death for me just yet. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's a really good question. How do you feel? Do you feel like you're alive? You're dead? I feel uh, maybe a little half and half. I feel a lot of success in some areas uh -huh. of my life. I feel in a way, not necessarily now so much. I definitely felt it maybe in my mid to later 20s where like I had professional success and okay. uh, I was making some money. And then I realized, shit, like... <laughs> I'm not that happy. <laughs> right. So uh, I kind of filled it up with like just partying, drinking, going out a lot. And uh, there was a point in my life that I was just literally when I was not at work, I was drinking with my friends, getting blacked out like almost every right. day. So, <laughs> so I think at that point I felt that, that I died okay. at that point. Right. Yeah, I felt like I, I made no no strive to like maybe impact the world or like maybe be even more successful, even though at that moment in time, I thought I was successful. But yeah, I guess perspectives, just I'm in my position where just got married, really great relationship. And a lot of people, nice. thanks, thanks. And a lot of people say who don't have that, but maybe they have like extreme financial success or, right. or other successful other successes they see me as winning and then i see them as winning right and That's we true. want what we yeah we want like 
what what the other person has and i hate that about myself <laughs> can't be, I, I think i feel like there's never enough i know i think we all do that to some degree and maybe now that you've established yourself and you're a little older um you're at the point where you feel like you want to impact the world now that you feel that you reach a certain level of success um it's really hard for and i understand what you mean it's really hard to like tie it all together. If I knew this knowledge or I read those books early in life, would I have done anything different? Maybe, maybe not. I have no idea, but it would have been nice to have that in my backpack just in case, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, since you mentioned the books, which like top two books really changed your, your mindset or maybe even your life? I, I would have to say four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. When I read that book, <laughs> it just blew my mind in the sense that, all right, I was like, all right, what he's saying makes so much sense. It was very impactful. And just to give you some background knowledge, it's about how we pretty much waste time at work and you can actually accomplish everything you're doing for yourself. Like, let's say you open up your own business in probably four hours. And this is an exaggeration to some degree. It could be eight hours. It could be nine hours. Like, who set the time nine to five? If you actually put <laughs> said we had to work nine to four, we would do the same amount of work. If you said we had to work nine to 12, we would do the same amount of work. We just squeeze it in or expand it to the level of time we have. We waste time. Very true. But uh, yeah. yeah, I feel I very much agree with you. And just to add something to that is to learn, we might have to waste that time and experience that wastedness or that perceived wastedness to know that we're wasting our time and to know that that's we true. don't like that that's true. and to move on to other things. So that's I one agree. book. So that's one book um, for our work week. What's the other one? Or maybe a book you gifted to someone that was not the four hour work week. Maybe that might help you narrow it down more. I've gifted a few books on writing, on writing, like telling stories and writing things simply. I think that was very impactful. I forget the name of the authors. I'll get back to you on that maybe. In terms of investments, I actually, I lent you a book by, um, what's his name? Do you Jack Bogle. Jack Bogle, Boglehead. AKA yes. John things, Bogle. Yes, he put things in perspective and it kind of coincides with the book that I mentioned last week, Fooled by Randomness by Nassim Taleb, how it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what's going on in general. That's the bigger picture. So sometimes you just have to, and his, his biggest quote in the book to me, why buy or why look for the needle in the haystack when you can buy the whole haystack? And he was referring to stocks and it just made so much sense. It's really hard to pinpoint who and what's going to do well. So just take a piece of everything. True. Also, if you don't have time to specifically research right, all exactly. these companies, look at all their income statements and cash flow and all that. Um, well, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to close my door and open it on you. What two books? impact you the first book i've ever read ever that i actually enjoyed <laughs> that wasn't in school uh it was yeah. it's called originals by adam grant Ooh, so that yes, changed yes, yes. yeah that changed my definitely changed my way of thinking yeah it definitely opened up my mind to like like how status quo we are <laughs> and how our conventional way of thinking especially in business uh and he touches on a bunch of things, but in particular, he goes over how Warby Parker became this multi-million dollar company. And these kids didn't give up everything just to just to jump in yet in the beginning. And that's what turned investors off. But unknowingly that whatever they were doing as their full-time job, it actually helped them to create Warby Parker. Right. 
Whereas a lot of investors were like, you're not quitting your job and doing this full time. So that was really interesting and how to like, how the book goes over coming up with original ideas where they go over like Beethoven, where he, all he did was he, he created, like he was a genius, but he created a shit ton of things. Like yes, thousands, yes, yes. yeah, hundreds, thousands of artworks or com- compositions that he created. And we only know him for like, what, less than 10 of them. And he's famous. Right. Like he's he hasn't been alive for like hundreds of years and we still know and, and not to cut you off i did start reading Ben franklin's book a while back i never finished it however that is the same theme he made to get that light bulb to work he made hundreds of thousands of iterations of it to figure it out we don't know that all we know is the end product and it just speaks on the process and how it just takes a lot of effort and consistency and putting in that time and effort to get things out very true even like thomas edison dude was like going in on like (laughs) just all these iterations of all these different things for the purpose of one thing he recorded voice on on paper and with all his tinkering like all his iterations he literally had like everything all these different types of papers all these different types of maybe precious metals or whatever as the thing to record the voice on he even went as far as like like even linings in an organ like animal organs not humans but right. um then he figured it out dude yeah they just did it did a million things and yeah just threw a shit ton of things at the wall looked at what stuck and another book i'm not gonna let you off the hook so easy <laughs> <laughs> uh other book i would have to say obviously besides your books and uh, i don't i don't want to be super cliche and say a similar thing like like the Navalmanac, which is a really good book. I think a book that really opened up my mind regarding relationships and like kind of self-care is uh, definitely The Way of the Superior Man. And like anyone can read it. It's not, it's not like a male-female type of book, even though the title is like that. But it's, uh, it's really interesting for relationships especially. So it really opened up my mind to, in one of my relationships, I was such a pushover. And it was like... It was such a bad, like, I guess a bad move being such a pushover and like, oh, you could have whatever you want. Or like, or if I had to, if we had to choose like which restaurant to go to, I'd be like, oh, whichever you want. And then it was never that like, not stern, but there wasn't any like, I don't know, I wouldn't say leadership qualities, but. I understand what you're saying. That's definitely a book that opened up my mind and definitely helped my relationship, especially with my wife. And I don't even like recommend my wife read that book too. So, Right. To piggyback off of that, if you can do it all over, would you do it all over in the sense of nursing? Would you do, would you become a nurse again? Uh, Yes, I would. Because I mean, as much as I complain, we're in such a fortunate position, but if I had to do it all over again, I would be a nurse again, even knowing what I know now. Because to reach toward financial independence, to maybe start a company or a business, you need a little bit of capital. You need a little bit of money to even support you to move on to higher ventures. And fortunately, nursing is the thing to do. You got a three-day work schedule. Depending where you live around or where you work, you're going to get a decent pay. And then you could use the rest of your days off to work on your other, other side gigs. Right. If if I had to do it all over again, I would do it all over again. I would too. But would maybe too. faster. <laughs> Definitely faster. Definitely faster. <laughs> I'm not sure if I mentioned in our first podcast, nursing is a second degree for me. And when my mother first introduced it, I just 
blew her off like you're crazy and that's simply just my ignorance i didn't know any male nurses i didn't know anyone in the neighborhood i didn't i just didn't i didn't know and i didn't know what i didn't know but now i know fooled by randomness okay (laughs) serious all right last question most people die at 25 buried at 70 what do you say to the people that are dead right now? People who feel maybe they're not worthy of or they are not fulfilling exactly what they want to fulfill. Maybe they feel like they quote unquote died. What do you think? Or even if that was happening to yourself, what do you think would be the way to get out of that to go back to the living? Through knowledge and action. I think they go together, so should go together. I feel you can you can acquire this knowledge passively or actively, actively through deliberate studying, reading, like we mentioned, audibles. So that's my thing. That's my go-to thing or exploration. Passively giving your time. A good example of this would be that person who works tons of overtime. They may not be doing, they may be doing it for the extra money, but getting hours of passive experience. They're seeing things that person who isn't working or who isn't doing those iterations that we mentioned to get that knowledge. And once you have that new set of knowledge, you have to act on it. Sitting on it is death. Don't die. No knowledge, no life. Right. That's a good one to end on. Hold hold on. That's it. We wait, wait, before we end. Yeah. Before we end. Tell me, what did you think about his quote? You trying to get over you trying to get over to <laughs> <laughs> We didn't even <laughs> I'll put that to the end. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> so I what did I mean in his context? No, Leo, how did you feel like when you heard it? Like yeah, when yeah. you heard it, what did it mean to you? It meant to me that we weren't like kind of living our dreams or we weren't successful in our own eyes or we weren't. And I mean, and I say or so many times because so again, so many people define success in so many different ways. And that's what I think when he says we we live life or we die at 25, because we have not gotten to the place where we want to be, whether that's a relationships, money, job, career, business, and the list goes on. Maybe uh, I want to get a jacked body, didn't get it, I died. Right. So, right. <laughs> so that that's what I mean. And maybe people stop chasing their dreams. And I think back at a time where when when a bunch of people in my generation started were in the workforce after college, and everyone was was trying things uh, that they wanted and doing things that they wanted, because they had the freedom to do it. They didn't necessarily have a bunch of responsibilities. And then boom, out of college, all this responsibility hits, they don't have time for it. They're going to go for a safe job that pays the bills. And then now we might not necessarily have the time to follow our dreams or what we want to do or reach our goals. And maybe that's the case, but maybe that's an excuse. I like that. I like that. I think, and I definitely think that's how I looked at it too. It was like a play on words. I feel he was describing how curious minds, dreams, and ambitions fade to black at a certain point. In Franklin's time, it may have been 25, but today it may be 30 or 35. (laughs) It really depends. Um, I think we dream a little smaller We've established or establishing families and relationships. We've hit a few ceilings and had a few doors close on us. We do what they do and play it safe. Society at the age of 25. Society. Wow. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I was thinking something someone said, and I don't remember who said it, in terms of imposter syndrome. Maybe we didn't start to do 
something we want to do because we felt we felt like we weren't worthy or good enough. And I right. I definitely feel that all the time. I feel I feel it all the time too. Yeah. And a lot of people do. And right. to them, to those people with imposter syndrome, this person, I think it was Cody Sanchez, she said our imposter syndrome is so bad that we don't recognize the usefulness or or worth in ourselves, but other people realize the worth in ourselves. But then if you ask someone, if someone comes to us and asks us to do work, you trust yourself to do that work over them. That's true. That's true. It's interesting no, no, thought. I, it was a great point. It's one of those things where if you start something new, you're not going to be good because you haven't done it yet. Our expectations are high for ourselves, but it's all part of the process, you know? Yeah, the best person who's going to do the best job is yourself. That's true. And for yourself, I agree. All right, let's end it on that note. Thanks for listening to Mind the Words. Please like and subscribe or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and see you next week for the next quote. That most people die at 25. We just don't bury them until they are... Shit. (laughs) 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 He would try to create... Blank on what he created on. Uh, he would try to create the telephone. Nah, right. telephone was already created. Um, the fuck did he create? <laughs> oh, he 